Hello, everybody. Welcome to the War Report. My name is Mel Kwan. You may also know me as Kwan. You may also know me as the comeback spot on Twitter. I know you, you're expecting, you know, Cyrus to be here, but my man is on a little an undisclosed location as it is his birthday. First and foremost, let me just say happy birthday to Cyrus. Thank you for bringing me on, bringing me on this uh, this journey, this platform to speak with you. And you, you're a hardworking dude, so, you know, enjoy your time, man. But enough about Cyrus, because it ain't about him tonight. <laughs> Who it is about. We got uh, uh, a rewriter's room crossover episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My guy, Chan. Chan, talk to him. What's up, man? Uh, what's going on, people? Uh, Chan, a.k.a. Grandpa Chan, a.k.a. McDreamy. Um, you know, I think a lot of people do dog out Kurt Angle's work with the shield, but that's really what I feel like right now, you know, having to step in, you know, be that third part of the service power bomb, you know, to complete the shield, even if, you know, I don't really get the interest. I'm a little bit too excited to be there. You know, I'm going to do my best tonight. So that's what I'm hoping for. You got the big old Kool-Aid smile on your face coming down the <laughs> <Yeah>. stairs. <laughs> Make a wish, kid. You know, just right? happy to be here. Just happy to be here. I'm happy you're here, too, because otherwise we'll have to do this solo because we we asked Justin to come on. <laughs> He's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> He's like, I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> Saw that MMA match. He said, you know, I'm good. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. So uh, what's been going on with you, man? What's has been going? Uh, it's been good, you know, been, uh, finally, you know, getting back out to the world, you know, WWE is going back on tour, but as am I, I'm, you know, hitting all my old hot spots, you know, seeing people, you know, cookout season, that type of thing, you know, it's been good. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. I'm on, I'm on the same wave right now. I'm outside. Look, I'm not even an outside kind of guy, but after, you know, the last year we had. Gotta go. I'm outside, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> it's no rules, man. It's gonna be a nasty yeah, summer, man. It's a nasty summer. I'm here for it. You know what I mean? So, but uh, let's let's get to the business real quick. Let's get it. Let's get in the bad. trenches real quick. Bad, bad. So, I was looking up news. I didn't see too much AEW news, but I did see a couple no. uh little quick tidbits going on with uh NXT. Uh, first up from a Fightful report earlier today. Um, looks like they're trying to put more focus on the NXT cruiserweight division. Um, the direct mm-hmm. quote is, in speaking with many in NXT and the Performance Center, there has been a long working plan for NXT to emphasize the cruiserweight division and the title more on their programming. NXT officials have been high on Kushida ever since he came in as has, as has the roster around him. We saw it start with Kyle O'Reilly, but we're told to expect NXT to integrate more storyline, some bigger names and angles into the Cruiserweight division, especially this summer. Uh, I mean, we saw it, we saw it tonight on the main yeah, event of NXT. <laughs> uh, and this isn't the first time he's been in the main event of the show or just the Cruiserweight division in general. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's a natural response to, like, what we saw with a lot of the layoffs. Like, obviously, you know, I'm not going to get into, like, who should have their job, who shouldn't keep their job, that type of thing. But you did see a lot of stuff being, like, you're getting rid of all this, like, top-tier talent, and yet you're keeping all these crews away. So, like, basically, you have to do something with them. Um, so I'm not surprised they're like, okay, this is our shot. You know, we're kind of trimming the roster. And NXT, Cruiserweight, like, division does have, like, a lot of popping guys. Like, 205 Live isn't, like, something I watch on a religious basis. I'm not going to cap like that. Like, I'm not... 
I don't know who that person is. But I'm not gonna cap like that. But I would like you see, you know, Santos Escobar in a match, like you can go. Like you see Cedric, you see Ali, you see these guys come up and like they can really work. So it's not surprising they get a big shot. I will be surprised. I mean, like I said, we saw some of it tonight, and I think what they did tonight makes sense. But like how high they let this get. Like, do you let someone like Finn get in this division where like are you just gonna cap it at like someone, you know, yeah, almost yeah. like mid cardish? Yeah, yeah exactly. like mid card, yeah. Yeah. It's um it's interesting. I wonder if they're trying to get more eyes on 205 Live because I feel like 205 Live hasn't been must watch. I don't, I'm not even sure if the Cruiserweight Champion even on the show. No, I, 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 I <laughs> so like, what's even the point of the show? I don't want to watch Tony Nese and Arya Davari wrestle every week. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? It's, I, I look. I love. Uh, I love Kushida. I've been a big fan of Kushida for a long time, and. If it gets him on TV, cool with me. Because it was weird. Because you remember, like, when he first signed, he had a lot of, like, stop-start. He got hurt. Yeah, he would lose. Yeah, like, they just didn't didn't seem to know what to do with him. Right. And I think you you put that cruiserweight, you know, championship on that kind of pedestal, similar to North American championship. Now you got something for, like, hey, like you said, it could be anybody. You throw Pete Dunn in there. If you wanted to. Adam Cole. Cole, Gargano. Like, you got guys that are under 205 pounds and – if they want to have a bag of Kushida, you know what I mean? It is funny how like people make fun of NXT for like that. Like they're like their top tier guys, guys are like these always small guys. And now it's like, well, they can do the cruiserweight chair today. It was like, no, 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 no. Like they're small, but they're not doing that. Like, yeah, they're not cruiserweight. Even though Adam Adam Cole probably like 170 pounds. Yeah. yeah, he'd probably have to gain weight to like make the cut. Yeah, they make the minimum weight. Oh man. Right. Uh in other news. Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed on main event were, were uh, main event recording on uh, at the Monday show. I hope free us from the shackles of Karrion Cross, Blue. Uh, Just free us, bro. <laughs> please free us, dog. It's interesting. I wonder. I wonder if that was like a little tryout. I don't know. Maybe if Vince was there and wanted to see those two guys go. Um, I feel like Karrion Cross would probably fare better on the main roster. Definitely. 100%. But it's weird because, like, in NXT, the way they book him, they book him like he's Brock Lesnar, but he's not the size of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so, and they book him like he's Brock Lesnar, but they also script everyone's promos like he's Heath Slater. So it's like it's so you strange. can't be Brock Lesnar and have him dog walk you every time they get on the mic. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, it's such a strange. Me and Cyrus have gone over this whole weird carrying cross conundrum for a while now, and it's just like – it's I weird. I don't want to see him, bro. I don't like. I don't want him on my TV. He's just not like exciting. Like he's not like you say. He's not vicious enough to be like young Brock Lesnar, but he's also not like physically imposing to be like you know Braun Strowman. Which is, I think, if he goes to the main roster, he's got to eat those minutes. Like someone's got to eat those like big guy monster, you know, minutes. Especially because the fiends not really around right now too. So like, I do think he has much more of a role on the main roster, but. I don't really think it's gonna. I don't think it's ever gonna pop off the way you know they wanted to. Like I think he, I think you just he you undercut him just all these promos at this point where it's like I don't I can't take him seriously unless he like legitimately like snapped Adam Cole's neck at this point. I just can't take. I can never take this man seriously. Yeah, like Finn Balor did the finger guns to his forehead. To his forehead, <laughs> Adam Cole threw a water bottle at his wife. He ain't even do nothing. They do nothing to him. They do a damn thing. Uh, man, I. Happy for Bronson Reed, though. I mean, good yeah, for him. Yeah, happy good for Reed. Reed it's very interesting. I wonder if they do, you know, bring him up to the main roster as in Cross. 
did they come up with the belt? Did they do the kind of the uh, the Kevin Owens type of deal where they just fuck it, let's bring him up even if he got the belt, or they take it off of him? And, and you know, looking at what we saw on NXT tonight, is Gargano that guy? Actually, you know what? We're gonna save that for NXT talk. <laughs> We're gonna save that. Um, well, let me get to the next bit of news. Um, this is something I very nice little surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, to some people, I I think it wasn't her, this person's first time speaking about it, but Tony Storm comes out as a part of the uh, LGBT community on the NXT uh, Instagram story. Um, so first of all, I want to say congrats. And yep. I think, you know, we haven't really talked about Pride so much on this show or, the, you know, just pride month of june if anybody doesn't know and i just think it's very it's very it's very uh it's nice to see to see where us society in america how we you know i mean we still got a, a road to fight but yeah but like it's it's just really nice to see the lgbt community becoming more accepted in the workplace especially in such a, a you know the wrestling the, the, the wrestling culture has been pretty toxic for a long, it's, long time. Wrestling fandom is many things. Progressive is not one of them. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not, not, I'm, I'm not even talking about the fandom. I'm talking about like just even the backstage, how it used to be. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I know they got a dark side of the ring with uh, Chris Canyon coming up. And, you know, there's, there's the rumors and stories about that, right. about, you know, how he got treated because he was gay. Right. Actively out. Um, so it's just really cool. Like NXT roster, I saw like a little like an image earlier on Twitter, like uh, how many like members of the like open members of the LGBT community were out in just the NXT roster alone. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we got Jake Atlas. Uh, who else is down there? I, I'm thinking like Shayna Baszler, but she's not even down there no more. But yeah. either way, it's mad. Right. It's a lot of a lot of people. I think it's amazing to see even AEW. Uh, you got Sonny Kiss down there, Anthony Bowens, yeah. Nyla Rose. So, like, it's just so cool to see. Open. You know what the best part about it, too, is, like, it's not their gimmick that they're a part of the LGBT yeah. community. You know, that, they're yeah. not like, you know, back in the day, they used to make Billy them, remember, and like, Chuck. Yeah, Billy like, and Chuck, Billy yeah. Chuck. Or, like, how they used to make those little, like, little offhanded Pat Patterson jokes all the time. Right. But, like, yeah, it just it's really cool. Yeah. I, I, what, do, like, what do you think about it? It's like, I think the last part's biggest thing where it's, like, with any type of, like, diversity and inclusion type thing, it's, like, it's okay. It's cool. It's like, okay. This is like the first gay person. Like that's their whole thing is that they're gay, but it, it's also nice because it's like, oh yeah, it, it's a big deal, but it's not this like massive story. It's like, yeah, Tony Storm comes out. It's like, okay, we're all happy for her. And then like, we go on to other things. It's not like this, you know, week long saga of like people getting on the WWE Instagram being like what it means that Tony Storm is gay to them. Like it's yeah. also not that now. Cause that also becomes very contrived, especially like I said, with where we know wrestling has come from. It's like, Let's not, you know, act like none of this stuff ever happened. Like, we were so super inclusive. Like, we know how y'all did China. Like, we, we know. Like, yeah, let's right. not do that right now. Like, so I think that's dope. That she come out and, then, you know, like, obviously it seems like the locker room is really receptive to it. You know, that's always great and shit, too. I'm going to be more into I want to see. Same thing I feel like the NFL. I saw a homeboy from the Raiders. I forgot his name. Yeah, Nassim. Yeah, Nassim. He came out. I want to see. One of the days, one like a really big like main event guy comes out, you know what I mean? And that what they say about uh, Kenny Omega? 
Uh, I don't I don't want to talk on that man sexual. I don't know. I don't know if he ever did he ever speak on that. I don't know if he I ever don't know. That's on what that. I'm saying. I thought that's what I thought he alluded to it. That's why I thought. It was yeah, like I don't I don't think he's ever outright said what his sexuality is. But hey, you know, what I mean, that, that'd be cool. I, that'd be I'd dope. Be yeah, it. that'd be dope. Because um, you can go like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that could be interesting because like I know I said to a lot of people like um in nxt or wwe that are openly lgbt but most of the almost all of them are women and right. i'm just thinking like just statistics wise there's no way no. That, that none of the other men in that company are, are you know either no. gay or bisexual or whatever so i mean it should be interesting i hope you know I hope more people come out i hope this is a, a such a president in the wwe where people are com- comfortable enough to even do it but um mm-hmm, for sure congrats to tony Shout out to all the LGBT, you know. I'm rocking with y'all. The whole RSC rocking with y'all. Uh, and another congrats goes out to Cody and Brandy. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast last week, but they had a baby, baby girl, Liberty. America's baby. America's baby. America's baby. <laughs> America's baby. <laughs> hey. You know what? I'm I'm happy, happy I got, for you, man. I got, yeah, I got, got nothing else to say, man. I'm happy for you. <laughs> girl, dad, new life in the world came you know back, what I mean? Girl. Mm-hmm. The best feeling, man. Yeah, and that's pretty much all I got for news, man. We can get right to. I was uh, slow. Yeah, slow. It was a slow week. I, I was yeah. shout out to uh, Rich with the uh, Daily Smart because I was trying to go through there and see if I see anything. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna plug the app real quick. It's nice because you can put little filters in and like you can go. Oh, let's oh. see what AEW does. Let's go through there real quick. But uh, oh, fuck it. Look at the AEW, man. Here with Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order and Adam. Team Taz has challenged you to a match against Powerhouse Hobbs on next week's Dynamite. Special Saturday Night Dynamite. You accept. Oh, uh, well, uh, Hobbs almost beat Ted and myself by himself, so I think it's more than earned. So sure, I accept. But honestly, right now, I'm with good friends. I got cold beer, and that's all I'm worried about. Well, something else you may be interested in is on next week's Saturday Night Dynamite. It's Jungle Boy against Kenny Omega for the AEW World title. As the number two ranked men's men single competitor, this really affects you as well. <laughs> Well, while I'm in a good mood, I, I, I want to mention John. John's shoulders nearly healed. He'll be back in action real soon. I want to mention 10. 10 won the main event on. All right. So, looks like we got ourselves a cage match. Jake oh Hager, <laughs> Wardlow in the MMA cage. I'm going to keep it a stack with you, bro. I'm going to keep it a stack. I didn't hate this. I thought oh, no. I thought I would look. So, I'm, I'm going to go off first of all. I didn't watch AEW live, I have not watched any of these episodes live. I'm not watching our Friday night. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I told y'all I'm outside. I'm outside. I'm not. I'm not watching that on a Friday night. So I just saw like little clips on Twitter or whatever. I didn't watch AEW until literally last night. I finished it like a couple hours before this show. So <laughs> I was just seeing clips in this here and that. I'm like, I saw some shit, and I was like, I saw this man do a hurricane rana. I was like, okay, what kind of what kind of nonsense <laughs> are they doing on this this MMA fight? But I, when I actually watched the whole thing, I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I wasn't even mad at it. I, I loved the way they presented it, the camera angles. It felt like, you know, like it's like the same kind of camera angles they would do for yeah. like UFC or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I like the little theme they had, like the first round was like all stand up, and then the second round was like kind of grappling and shit. All yeah. grappling and groundwork after when Hager got the advantage. Um, yeah, you know what? It was kind of, it was pretty fun. How do you feel about the yeah. match? I just to give a little background on myself. I am like, purely in wrestling for the entertainment like i'm here to be entertained i will go along with any kind of silly nonsense 
Thanksgiving turkey fight, you know, if it's entertaining, I'll watch it. So that's where I'm coming from. And I think the way I feel about this is the way I feel about most AEW stuff is that you can clearly tell that like creatives and wrestlers are the one who push a lot of their stuff because their presentation for a lot of their stuff is really good. Like the ideas, even like the set, how the entrances work, like with the two different sides or how they talk about like the weights and like their records, like they have these really good presentations, but they always miss the big spots. Like mm-hmm. they, it'll start off so good. You see the ideas there, but you can also see where they miss a little bit of like the context that like an older wrestling company has, or like the the nuts and bolts of things. Like the one of the big moments in the match is this like Superman punch off the cage, and it just doesn't connect the way you would want it to for it to really be a moment. Yeah. And then I think another thing that really like kind of undersold didn't really think through is that like MMA, unless you're watching like a lot of striking, which you're obviously not going to do because this is a wrestling match, like it's still the end of the day is wrestling. Yeah. Is like is kind of boring. Like the more fun fun version of MMA is wrestling, where they do all the flipping and stuff. So at a certain point, it's like, okay, like I really don't want to watch Warlow and Jack Hager like lean on each other for two minutes. Like it's like, come on, guys, let's let's get to the fun stuff. That's why they were doing like her karate and power bomb at the end yeah. of it. It's like this is what we really want to watch. And so like by the time it picked up, I liked that, but it was just like, all right, guys, like yeah, it feels like AEW can just get kind of indulgent with stuff where it's like, I'm sure someone had this idea, but like someone's got to be like, let's reel this some of this stuff in because we're just doing a lot. Like it was a lot. They just be doing stuff sometimes just to do stuff. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason. No, it. <laughs> just fuck it. Let's try it. Let's, let's try it. Um, I was gonna say, um, <laughs> they look kind of gas in the first after the first round. They look, they, yeah. both of them look kind of gas. I was like, yo, are they good. <laughs> Also, another two things. First off, when Warlow enters first, I'm sorry, you cannot have the first thing you say about him is that, oh, he has no MMA experience. It's like, well, then why is he in this? Word. Like, that was the first thing they say. And then they show Jack Hager's opponents, and they're guys who work at AutoZone. They're just yeah. like slubby dudes. I'm like, cut this out. Like, I don't, now I don't take either of them seriously. Like, right? that's what I'm saying. You're indulging too much. You're, you're not thinking past like Jack Hager being like, I want to show off what I can do. Like, okay, Jack, we get it, but like, don't do this. You know what else was kind of weird about it too? Because like they were throwing strikes, yeah. but they were selling it like wrestling punches. That's what I'm saying. Like that shit. It, it was. It was. so weird. That was, I, I'm, I'm like that is so weird because it, it looked weird. Because it looked like yeah. they were throwing two punches, but then they were like reacting like like they were in the opera. That's rigged. I I don't know, but like with all that being said, I did have fun watching the match. It's something yeah. different, especially with these recent you know weekend shows that. They've been kind of little lack. Anything, yeah. This, this, I you can tell they're definitely just phoning it in until it's time to go on the road. So yep. after the match is over, it looks like they're gonna have a little fist bump of respect or whatever. You know, you know how it go after yeah. the MMA fight. And then uh, MJF jumps in, and then Jericho jumps <laughs> in. They they start fighting. It's it's a two on one on Jericho. The Sammy Guevara comes out. I, don't know, I might have missed something, but either way, at the end, it was like Ty Dillinger was there too. Yeah, like, it, like everything with AEW, there's by <laughs> the know, end of it, there's 20 people yeah, and 20 it's like, okay. in the ring. And, <laughs> and, and my guy D Malenko, who's been on TV maybe twice out of nowhere, <laughs> he, he pulled up, he get dropped on his shit. Look, that is you know what? MJF is good at his job. MJF is good at being a bad guy. All right, so I, I'm not a big fan of MJF. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. He's hilarious. I love it. I think he's like, I feel like if I was like 16, 
I would love MJF. But like 30 yeah. year old me, I I think he's like too edgy. Like he tries to be too edgy and it's just like it kind of crazy. I don't I don't know. And like I think his in ring work is kind of lacking, which but you know what's crazy though, because like me and Cyrus recently watched uh All In. Yeah. He has a match against oh who the hell does he have a match against? I forgot. He had the match against somebody and it was like he looked really good. I was like, how come he doesn't wrestle like that in a in uh, AW at all? Like, it's like a completely different style. He's like actually working, working, right? And I think if he did more of that instead of trying to do like mostly character work, I think I would probably like him a little bit more. But I mean, I see the appeal. I just don't think MJF is really for me. But, you know. <laughs> He's not for everybody. I think also like he to me. I think what stands about him is that he like. I think, and this is you know. I'm not like some AEW haters. So I don't want to come off that way, but like a lot of the guys at AEW, I almost like aren't in on the joke. He at least seems like, oh, I understand. Like we're all kind of douchebags here, and I'm just kind of yeah. gonna lean into it. Where some of them, it's like, I don't know if like Sammy Guevara knows that like people are sometimes laughing at him, not with him. Like I, I it's like I don't yeah. know if you're in on the joke that like we are all like I know Cody's not. Like Cody has no awareness. Cody of is in his own he has no idea how any of this stuff. We'll, we can talk about that then. Brock R. Anderson, I don't know where we're going with this, big dog. I don't hey. know what favor you owe this man, but like, please you know pay it off let, soon, let, dog. Let's let's talk about it now, man. Fuck it. I've I've already stated. I think this man is swaggerless. Swaggerless. I'm talking, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Brock Anderson. Look, <laughs> I don't know how many matches he's had previous to this, but it shows he hasn't had much experience. He looked kind of lost out there, boy. I mean. Thankfully, he was with, you know, some workers who have experience. QT Marshall, he's been wrestling for a long time. Ever. Um, Solo, I think he's had, he's been wrestling for a decent amount of time. Decent enough to, you know, carry somebody. Carry a newbie, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Cody, he's also been wrestling for a long time. So, I mean, that's got it. I mean, for Brock Anderson, I know I'm making fun of him because he, he's swaggerless. He is swag- The man looks like he's 35. The gear, he's like 20. The gear was so off. I was like, now, Cody, you got all these bells and whistles and fringes and shit on your gear. You couldn't throw him but, nothing. But he, he, nah, he, he's going, he definitely going for the Anderson look. Like, you know what I mean? Just kind of yeah, no frill, flame. Like, I'm going to beat your life. But you don't have, but he, like, it's crazy because he looks like Art Anderson, but he doesn't look like Art Anderson. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's not he's not intimidating. Yeah. He's like just he's like yeah. this goofy looking dude. And yeah. hey, I'm sure it was intimidating in the 1970s. It's just not intimidating now. It's yeah, just like it's you just, just don't. It's, it's not scary some, anymore. Yeah, you're balding at 22, like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that polo on with the, <laughs> yeah, that with the khakis on, and boat bro. shoes. I'm like, is it sig pie? Like, what are yeah, we doing? What are we doing, bro? It's um, the, how do you feel about the match though? All together, did you? Like I said, I think, I think, I and this is an unpopular opinion. I really like, and this is like another thing about myself. I am a true like champion of the mid card. Like I, I love a six person intercontinental title ladder match. Like it just gets me going. So I really do. I I do wish the best for Cody, and I like some of his like look and like what his gimmick could be if again reined in with less of him. Um, and so I like the match, and I like kind of the, you know, how he was kind of the story of, like, you, like, Brock doesn't know what he's doing, and I'm having to, like, literally correct him on, like, no, guard this side, like, don't get yeah, back to the corner, that I kind like of that. stuff. Like that. that was actually interesting. It's like, okay, yeah, because legitimately, that yeah, this person would not have any idea what he's doing. But, and again, with all AEW matches, 
the faction wars just get tiresome after a while. It's like, I, how many times are we going to do this factory versus Nightmare Foundation thing? And then it's going to be the factory versus the Hardy family office. And it's going to be the factory versus, it's like, I, at a certain point, I, I kind of just want to break free of like me and seven other people versus you and seven other people. And like every match has like Cody Rhodes with this person, that person, that person, that person. That, that it's going to lead to it. You know what it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to a big old brawl or a beatdown every yeah. angle. That's one of my things that really bothered me at Dynamite <clears throat> is that they do it a lot. It is, the thing that Raw that bothers me a lot is the roll-up finishes or just the non-finishes. Yep. The thing about AEW yep. that bothers me is this shit right here. I can't, They do it all. It's like it's their crunch, and it yep. drives me crazy. Um, speaking of Matt Hardy family, I was watching uh, AEW. Uh, I watched Elevation. Dark elevation. <laughs> yeah, I watch it because like I'll, I'll have it on when I, I work from home, so like I'll have it on in the background. The Matt Hardy family got like twenty niggas in it though. This Matt, that has to be the biggest. <laughs> there's so many dudes in that fucking stable, and there's no reason for them to be together. There's no like <laughs> connecting factors. There's a bunch of guys. <laughs> bro, no Jim, bro. Yeah, that's a lot of the factions. It's just like we throw a name on it, and then just we need a tag team, a solo wrestler, maybe a woman, and then maybe another big guy. It's like. Yeah. But uh, send off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, congrats to Brock Anderson for having a successful TV debut. Um. He he needs work, mm-hmm. but he, he has potential. I mean, he's Arn Anderson's kid. I mean, yeah. Look, you're Arn you Anderson's do. kid. You go. You be all right. You go, get a look. Right. Yeah. <laughs> look how far I got Cody. <laughs> yeah, you ain't saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he got his own. He got his own company behind it. You ain't Anything lying is possible. About that one. Anything is possible through nepotism, my guy. I'm believing you, Brock. All right, where are we at here? Let's see. Uh, Darby. What on the Darby Allen, Village Idiot. I, I, <laughs> bro, dude. <laughs> we well, do proof. Yeah. Proof. What, what do you gain from this? Sting was like, all right, I guess I won't help you. <laughs> like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> I told him, uh, I told uh, Cyrus last week, I said he, he pulled the Joe button. He said, yo, take a couple episodes off, bro. <laughs> I got I got it from here. Look, she said, I got him here, bro. And um, he's failing. Just like, like how uh, <laughs> Joe Fudd is doing. So it kind of, <laughs> it kind of evened out. Mirrors him. Mirrored him. I would, you know what? When I was watching this match, I was so afraid they were going to let uh, – because another thing, I'm, I don't want to complain about WWE all show. We usually I complain about AEW all show, so I'll switch it up. Yeah. So I hate when they when like WWE books a, a handicap match, and then the handicap person wins the match it drives me it drives oh, me if, crazy. if this was daniel bryant he's winning that match yeah daniel I, bryant is I, getting this done. <laughs> i hate when wwe does that i was, I was kind of concerned with like because darby's only lost like what like twice, twice i year? think they yeah. had his record yeah it was like 14 yeah, I mean, two or something yeah, I mean, yeah he's only lost like twice this year i'm like are they gonna have him win this match because like he because that little like he's zip tied this dude's legs i was like yeah oh, I was, oh, it's over yeah I was, <laughs> it's, it's over <laughs> this is crazy you're going for it um <laughs> Darby it's had also great... funny. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. I say it's also funny because just Darby physically is so much smaller than both of them. Yeah, and it's like at a certain point, like at a certain point, like you just can't, like he just cannot take on two guys. Even though I will say, men of the year, top five worst tag team names I've literally ever heard. That's up there with like the Viking experience. Like it's like, what is men of the year? Like what does that mean? I don't even know. Like what? So next year they're not not their name. Like I don't. What does that mean? The men of the year, man. Go back to SoCal Uncensored. Like, just go do that again. That was cool. How do you feel about them? I, so I don't know much about Ethan Page as much as I know Scorpio Sky. Um, I hate their outfits. <laughs> yeah, their outfits are stupid. And I just don't understand. Kind of like you said with the Hardy Family Office, like, why are they a tag team? It's kind of like when, like, 
Cesaro left Sheamus and then joined Shinsuke and Sammy. It's like, well, you could just stay with Sheamus for all this. Like, what is, what's the difference? Like between you and this other random person. It was and so I just have too. no attachment. It was weird too because you remember they had Scorpio win that ladder match for like the with the, ladder, <laughs> the, the giant Cheerio, and then they just like throw you a tag team. I guess it, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was so happy it was like, after he after he just left the tag team. Yeah. I, it's one of those things. It's one, it's one also, of those things that don't get talked about, but you know, it's also with like AEW's tag team division. There's like the inevitability of like, oh, I know they're not going to beat the Young Bucks, so like, why do I care anymore? Like, there's only like a, two tag teams that you know the Young Bucks are like willing to lose to for those titles. So it's like all these other kind of random tag teams. It's like I know they're not going to do anything for a while, so why do I? Are we sure? Because I ain't seen the Young Bucks losing about three months. When's the last time the Young Bucks lost a damn match? But outside that's of what Brandon, I'm saying. Brandon Cutler getting pinned. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, There's like two teams they'll lose to. They may lose to you know the revival. FTR, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Like, and then they maybe will lose to you know like Kenny and Hangman Page or something like that. Like, they're not gonna lose to you know private parties. That's just not gonna happen. So like, not again. <laughs> not again. Yeah. All right, we're not doing that again. Um, we gave you one. Yeah. So. I don't know where men of the year go from here. I guess the feud keep going. I don't know what what else could they do. I'm sure they'll find some way to have Sting have a one-on-one match with probably Scorpio Sky because, like, that's the one thing he hasn't done is actually wrestle by himself. And I think Scorpio Sky is going to wrestle that he won't kill him. So Yeah, that's fair. That's probably where that would go. You need to get Sting into, like, something bigger, though. Because, like, Scorpio Sky needs to page feel a little low brow after a while. It's like, Okay, Taz was kind of interesting, but this is less interesting than that. Like, we need to be going up with Sting and Darby Allen, not down. Like, Darby Allen is clearly one of their top stars. Like, he's like, he's, as soon as you see him, like the gimmick, the entrance, the look, everything, oh, no, he's set, dude. fire. I, like, he's I bet. crazy. Like, I bet you right now. I so when AEW goes back on the road in July next week, I guess the first person that's going to come out is either going to be Darby or Hangman, and they those two are probably going to get the biggest ovations. Definitely. By far, definitely. But that I'm definitely putting that money on that. That either Hangman gonna come out first or Darby's coming out first. Yep. To get that crowd or Cody. It might be Cody though. <laughs> it'll be Cody involved in one yeah. of those storylines. It'll be it, Hangman it'll, thing, it, Cody. It'll be Kobe, Co- Co- Cody versus Darby again, like the first episode. <laughs> um, yeah, bring it back. Right. Put myself um, over. Yeah. Um, Kazarian, Kingston, and Pentagon. Versus Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers. Was there a reason Nick Jackson wasn't his match? I don't understand what happened. It, it again, to, like we're talking about, like like three the three people who are not all friends, like Kazarian, Eddie Kingston, and Pentagon. I'm not saying the whole name is too much. I call um, Pentagon. I'm not calling. Yeah, <laughs> they all three of them were like also in like separate tag teams. So it's like, why aren't they with their tag partners? Like Frankie Kazarian was just with Scorpio Scott. Why is he now with Eddie Kingston, who was just with John Moxley? Like, why? Why are they all separated? Well, well Kazarian <laughs> is the elite hunter, as he says he is. Kingston, I think Pac and Ray Phoenix are dead. Moxley's dead. Yeah, see, I Mo- think Pac is Mo- dead. Moxley's at Moxley's home being a family man. So like fuck it. Everybody partners go. We might want to put them all together. It felt so B team. It felt so like this is like the JV squad of this feud. Like there's the varsity guys and this is the, everyone else who's still here yeah, today. This is definitely the JV squad. Um the good brothers they haven't wrestled on dynamite in a minute. I'm not even sure if they even wrestle on impact. Do they wrestle at all? I what is I I feel so like 
while I'm sure this is actually doing a lot for impact, because I've never ever talked about impact as much as I am right now, it's gotta hurt a little bit too how much they have to hold themselves out to AEW. Like they really gotta like bend the knee and let Kenny walk back and forth between the shows. Let the good brothers like just be around and just like and pay them to be on AEW. Like that's that's gotta hurt a little bit. Cause yeah, I don't they were wrestling in like what's his name? Uh Carl, I mean Luke Gallows now has like a dangly earring and like a goatee that's braided. I was, I was like, they just do anything. I guess. They just like, do whatever they want. They whatever they want now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt Jackson doing Shawn Michaels in person. It was just, it was tiresome. It was tiresome. I did like the match though. I like the match. Oh, they're always good matches. They're always great wrestlers. It's the other yeah. stuff you have to deal with. Like, yeah, I like- Oh, kids don't have bad matches. Like I'm very much against the Good Brothers. I think they both stink. I've been saying that for a long time. I'm very anti Good Brothers. I don't care. Carl Anderson was in the fucking G1 2013 finals. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. He stinks. Gallo stinks. Um, I do like the, I like the Bucks. They can be a little obnoxious sometimes, but I do like the Bucks. Pentagon. You know what you're gonna get with Pentagon because it's like there's no real psychology. He just, he just doing shit. And I'm, I'm ready to die for this shit tonight. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, if I'm, he owns it, I'm completely fine with that. I, I don't have a problem with you being a, a fucking spot monkey just doing whatever the fuck. <laughs> if you own it, you know what I mean. He owns it, right? Um, Kazarian looked fantastic in this match. I'll forget, yeah. I, I I often forget how like how good he is. He's really good. He's been doing it for a long yeah. time. Is Another Daniels, thing. Is Daniels retired? Is Christopher Daniels like done? I don't know. I assume if he's not, I mean, I assume if you're not around that you're like choosing to not be around at this point because like AEW will let him wrestle. So I assume you're just choosing to not be around. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, I was, I just think it's, it was like definitely like a really good match. I like the ending. I was kind of like really like with the aerosol can, like that was, that was kind of weak, but uh, the Good Brothers, to your point, are also a classic case of like kind of like DeAndre Jordan with like the, the Nets, where it's like I just have really good friends. Like I have friends who are really good at this, and so yeah. like I get put in certain opportunities that like I maybe don't deserve. Like he's definitely because you're friends with Finn and AJ, you got some looks that like. Yeah. What's really the difference between like you guys and Enzo and Cass? Like, what's really the yeah the difference? I won't go that far. <laughs> Carl Anderson, not Enzo Amore. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'll I'll give Carl Anderson a little bit of credit, Uh, (laughs) but I feel you though. But um, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, let's get these quick hits real quick. What the hell? What other stuff happened? Let me look at my little my little notes. Mister, Mister, I got tree jobs. You know, Team Taz slash announcer slash executive. (laughs) Um, another faction. Another team Taz. Well, another two, there's... another two factions, I guess. The Dark Order is Hangman Page is now the leader of since he's telling them what to do. He's got to face Powerhouse Hobbs uh, next week, which I'm sure will be a great match. I'm sure they have a good match, but it is just again the same thing of like I have four guys, you got four guys. We're gonna see what different combinations will wrestle until some big blow off. Yeah. Um. The turmoil in Team Taz. We don't know where Brian Cage is at. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested in what they do with him. If they're gonna turn him face, but like, where does he go? Is he like, would he be like up next against uh Kenny? Which I wouldn't even be mad at, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I, at this point, that's the only place to go because I think like it seems like Miro's got the whole like the mid um, Kip Saban like thing yeah. going on right now. He's not about to drop that for a minute. And for some reason, I feel like they don't want to pull the trigger on Hangman yet to beat Kenny. 
They've reason. been downplaying him for since he got to the company. They have not made him nearly as big of a star as you would have thought. Like he's like hasn't even sniffed any title picture. Like he had the tag titles with Kenny, but then like after that, it's been kind of like one-offs and like good matches, but nothing like yeah, like massive they, they storyline. They like they want to keep him around, but they don't want to pull that trigger just yet. I, I don't know exactly what they're waiting for, but we'll see how this kind of turns out. Um, don't waste it though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I'm, I don't know how many years he got on his contract, but... <laughs> you know, Triple H might be calling. Must in that text. Hey, he said, we got horses down here, man. You know we got I mean? lots of horses down here. You can ride on a horse. Get you a giant horse to wrestle with you. Speaking of uh, NXT, former uh, NXT worker Cesar Bononi yes, against sir. Orange Cassidy. I don't really have any thoughts on this match. It was just a match that happened. <laughs> Every Orange Cassidy match is like so funny. Like it's, it, I, I, you just like watch. It's like this guy has really like committed to this bit. Like there's like real, the thing with it. It's like what makes it great is kind of what caps it off. Where it's like you really can't go anywhere. Like you really, you maybe get like one big Orange Cassidy moment, but like you don't want him as your champion for a year. Like that's that'd be a bit much. I was, but gonna, is, I was gonna ask you that. Do you think he'd ever be? AW champion. Do you go Mick Foley him and give him like a little run? Yeah, maybe I could see him getting like a whatever AEW's equivalent to like money in the bank, where like he wins, has his big moment, then the next night on Dime Dime Dynamite, he loses to you know fucking Cody or something. But like I could see it for the for the moment because the fans would legitimately destroy the stadium. And AEW is good for like if people want something, we give you. We're not gonna play around with it. Like y'all want yeah. sting, you get your sting, bro. They <laughs> live. They live for fan service, even to a point yeah. where it's a fault sometimes. Yeah. We're like, you yeah. probably should have did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so but, they try it for sure. Yeah. Um, the hit, what is it? The sidekicks? Is that the name of the group? The wingman. The wingman. Was... The wingman. That's what it is. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Another, another that... one of those weirdo groups. Um, I do like JD Drake. I think he's, I think he's really, really good in ring. I don't know about the character they got him running right now, but. Him in the ring, I, I like niggas that just be like beating niggas up, and that's what JD Drake they just beating niggas up. I like Get that. To it. Get right to it. Must be. Uh, let's see, Andrade had an interview with Jim Ross. Now this is this now this is my really big gripe with AW. If y'all gonna give everybody and their mama a manager, give this man a manager. If you know he don't speak English that well, why are y'all doing this to him? They like, did give him a manager. Isn't Vicky the manager? But during his interview, he's talking to Jr. and like his English is just not good enough to have just solely be an interview. Like JR asked him about the titles. And he was like, I'm going to win one, then the other. It's like, what? Yeah. Like back to back. Like, what do you like? Like it was clear that like, it just wasn't like what they wanted to be. And like, I get it. You want to give him creative freedom and stuff. And I do like his character. Like easily the, one of the sauciest guys on AEW already. I mean, like it's not, it's not Washington, hard. Washington, Washington, Kenny, <laughs> Washington, Washington, Cody, like easily just like, cool is doing the roster already so like and i definitely could see him and miro having some bangers you know him and like you know cody having some like, he'll have good matches but i was just watching him like he needs someone to like he needs vicky to do his talk because he doesn't just doesn't speak english well enough or or to even to your trinidad you might as well she ain't you know what i mean she's My, true true look made the call and maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's in the plans i don't know like, there's rumors about uh alistair black tommy and Possibly being ending up AEW. I think Meltzer said something in like one of his nail bags about like, oh goodness, it's like an eighty percent chance or some shit like that. I don't know. Don't call me, but 
So I don't want to see Alistair Black lose to Cody Rhodes. I don't want to see that, man. He, he deserves better than that. Because you know that's happening. Cody Rhodes is going to uh, no-sell a Cody. black mass. He's going to no-sell a black mass. Cody. And hit him with the pedigree of hey bro, hey bro, if if, if Cody no sells the black mass, I'll never watch AW again. I swear to God, I'll quit the I'll quit, I'll quit the podcast right now. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not watching this he shit. Going to no sell the shit out of a black mass. <laughs> not even hit the deck, like hit the ropes and bounce up. Uh, oh um, man, Julia Hart, Penelope Ford. I didn't put it on the docket, but they had a match. I didn't know Julia Hart was 19 years old. But then I looked at it, like, you know, she in real like life, she, she, she's shoot 19 years old. That's what they said on commentary, I believe. Oh, okay. oh all right, AW, you're pushing it off. Like, you're getting pushing it, bro. So, interesting. Um, only know what I have for this match was it wasn't good. <laughs> the cheerleader gimmick is weird, it's like very strange. No, she's I, not like I like that. You know, I like it. I like it for the varsity blondes. I don't know about like a cheerleader gimmick by itself, but with varsity blondes. I think it added just like that per- extra, just whatever Varsity Blonde needed, <laughs> it was right there with a the cheerleader. Let me rephrase that: the cheerleader in ring work, it does not is weird. The not character it. is fine. The the like the pom pom like move set is like, is this supposed to be like hurting them or like like getting like the crowd riled up? I'm not, I'm, I'm unsure what you're doing here. Well, she's a cheerleader, and so, so she can get the crowd riled up. But I guess in my mind, I'm also thinking of like the Spirit Squad, who are like in cheerleaders in name, but also like would just wrestle too. And so I like, I'm expecting her to be like Dolph Ziggler in that way, but she's actually a cheerleader. But I think that I didn't realize they were shooting her as 19. That's weird. That's so there's a reoccurring theme on this show for some reason where I have to constantly know how old people are. <laughs> so let me see how old she actually is. Yeah, she's 19. She's born in 2001. She was born after 9-11. That is oh my God. I hate it here. <laughs> oh gross. my God, I'm old. I'm so old. That is, that is gross. <laughs> Born after 9-11. I, don't, I wouldn't even talk to anybody outside my daughter. I'm not talking to nobody. How is she already arrested? Oh, my God. Hey man, 2001, November something, 2001. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, Vicky Guerrero's wrestling. No. For some reason. I, I won't. I won't. I won't accept this. She said, I just no, won't. Look. I'm not doing it's, this. It's, it's going to be Britt Baker and, and Rebel, not Reba, against, <laughs> against Nyla Rose. And Vicky Guerrero, I guess I don't know <laughs> why. Who wanted? Who wanted that? Who wanted that? There's, there's, who wanted that? There's certain things that AEW go does, and I just add question: Who asked for this? And one of those <laughs> things, but outside of this, who asked for QT Marshall? No one asked for QT Marshall to be on the TV <laughs> screen. I didn't ask for that. Did you ask for that? True. Did you want to see QT Marshall? Who wants to? Nobody wants to see. I don't think AEW like biggest fans want to see QT Marshall on their TV screen. Sometimes this is this is what I was talking about. AEW just does shit to just do shit. No one's asking for Vicky Guerrero. Like y'all got a women's roster, a promising women's roster. You got Jade Cargill sitting back there. You got Chris talking Statlander. about monetizing herself. If you don't get her in the goddamn ring, like what the fuck? I, I think she's been working. Uh, she's been working at Elevation recently. I think which is probably better just to get some reps. In. Okay. Um, good. Yeah, but we got all the girls in the back. You got Abaddon sitting back there. Who probably like the coolest looking. Female worker, you only ever character's crazy. Yeah, he barely put her on TV for some weird reason. She's right there for you. Uh, Karushita, uh, fucking what's homegirl in Riho moved to America. Yeah, yeah, she put her on TV two times. She's even back. It was a uh, what's the girl with the Brazilian girl, cut, cut, yeah, yeah, all these, yeah, you put Vicky on my TV. Come on, excuse me, 
Excuse me. This is what look. This is why NXT keeps telling y'all they got the best women's division in the world because they wouldn't do no <laughs> bullshit like this. <laughs> Beth Phoenix don't even wrestle no more. And Beth Phoenix can really wrestle. Yeah, like, Beth <laughs> Phoenix can still go. She's you know still I mean? like, <laughs> This would be like yeah. if they put like fucking Stephanie in the yeah, ring again. Stephanie back in the ring or some shit. Like, I don't know. Stephanie not wrestling on SmackDown. Like, <laughs> she don't do that no more. All right. Uh, let's, let's finish up on AEW real quick. Uh, do you have any right. early predictions on? Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. As with 90% of all AEW Kenny Omega matches, Jungle Boy will get close. And then Luchasaurus will somehow try and fight the Young Bucks. And still, Kenny will prevail and defeat the Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy is kind of in that same role as like um, Darby Allen, where it's like they're just not. He he is a star, but he's not gonna get over Kenny right now. He's just he's just not one of the people that Kenny's gonna jump the title to. Like also, it's it's just not realistic. You gotta remember, like, uh, Jungle Boy is really young. He's only like, I think he's like twenty three or something. Yeah, like that. he's he's young. I know that. Yeah. So like they got plenty of time with this dude. They don't have to give him the belt now. But it is I don't. I think me and Cyrus have talked about this a couple of times. They're very stop start with him though, which I don't like. I think it hurts him because like right. they look they'll like start pushing him and they'll have him on TV because like. Clearly, Jurassic Express is like one of the most overacts in AEW. And then they, but they just like off dynamite for like months for no reason. It was very strange. Why like they'll like they'll heat them up and then they'll just like take them off TV. They did it. They've done it like two times already, and it's not too hot. Yeah, they, 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 they like. I know, like people always complain about WWE. Like when people get too hot, they try to like cool them down. But yeah. AEW kind of does it a lot too. Like, like low key, <laughs> they do. They done it with Hangman. And they done it. With like with then with Jurassic Express, it's 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 weird. I don't know. Yeah, I think also like one thing that AEW's also got to figure out is that like we talk about swaggerless. Kenny Omega is swaggerless. Like it's honestly kind of criminal how like when he talks, it's like you are so late. Like why are you talking to like Jungle Boy is half Kenny Omega's size, and like he could intimidate him to save his life. Like he couldn't threaten him in any way that felt believable or like. Any of the things he was saying, it was like, I have a knuckle sandwich for you at a picnic. It's like, Kenny, what what are we doing here, bro? <laughs> what happened here, bro? Like, it's been known for years that Kenny's mic work has been lacking. So it's very interesting that almost all of his work is like camp, like uh, character work now since he's been champion. And I just, I have not really enjoyed Kenny Omega's run nope. as much as I thought I was going to. It just, I don't know. It's just not hitting for me right now. It's, like, too, I, it's, like you said, it's, it's really too cheesy. much character, it's too cheesy. much talking. Yeah, it's very cheesy. It's like he sounds like a bad '80s like action thriller yes. fucking like villain. It's very expendables. It's very. It's giving a lot of like Robert's like some yeah, Sylvester Stallone, some straight to DVD bullshit. <laughs> like it's oh, like dude. a lot of a lot of telling and not showing. It's like you yeah. saying how cool you are, how tough you are, but like you wrestle like once a month. So like, how cool are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Um, but outside of that, these this out of all the Friday night episodes of Dynamite, I think I've enjoyed this one the most out of all the other ones. I wasn't bored watching this. No. Um, a problem I do have with AEWs, I usually enjoy the first hour way more than the second hour, and this was kind of the same. I definitely enjoyed the first mm-hmm. hour more than the second hour, but it's not bad. And I think the Saturday night episode is looking to be like it should be fun. I feel like they're putting a little more a uh, little more effort into that episode. Um, so yeah, 
we're gonna check it out. So me and Cyrus have to suffer through two episodes of Dynamite this next week somehow because he got a Saturday <laughs> episode and a Wednesday episode. So turn up. We're gonna see how that goes. This <laughs> shit, wow, Cyrus might not even come back. <laughs> he said I'm good. I'm free. It, it, might, it might just be me. All right, but uh, let's get to uh, NXT. So, Adam Cole starts off the show talking about, look, y'all going to tell me to wrestle, but I ain't wrestling. I'm Adam Cole. <laughs> and then Carmelo Hayes comes out with a nice little uh, tribute to uh, the Kurt Angle, uh, John Cena. Justina. Yep. A little angle. Ruthless aggression. The old uh, ruthless aggression. Um, I, I like Carmelo Hayes, man. I, I do. I think he's uh he looks good. I don't know anything about. I'm like I'm not. I used to be really into the indies when I was uh like when I was in high school or like you know yeah. that, that that golden. Well, you era had time. Of, he had yeah. time for that kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like that golden era of like you know when Brian and like Ring of Honor was hit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Cesaro and yeah. all of them were all out there. Um, yeah, you could probably catch me in the crowd in a couple of ROH shows, Loki. Nice, um, nice. But uh. So I don't know about the Indies now, but I've heard the name Christian Casanova previous to this, and I saw that he was signed. And I saw he, you know, people had really high regard for him as a worker, and it shows. Um, yeah. I the last the match with Kushida, as well as this match with Adam Cole. Um, I'm a little concerned. I will say this much: add with the, it's the Zoe Stark situation again, where like, we're like, yeah, we know you're a good wrestler, but why should we care? I don't want yeah. that to happen to Carmelo. Uh, I'm gonna call him Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm afraid that yeah. like they're gonna do that again, and I don't want that to happen to him. Yeah, I and like because yeah. First and foremost, I'm rooting for everybody black. So anytime I see a black wrestler on screen, I'm hey to the moon. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy. I will say you could definitely tell he was like keyed up. Like when his promo started, he was like really like going for it. And even Adam Cole was like, "Hey, guy, like relax, like yeah. reel it in a little bit, my guy." <laughs> hey, but like you could tell he just amped up. Yeah, Duke could definitely work, and I definitely think that is an NXT kind of like problem where like they waver back and forth between like sometimes they make guys have a very kind of WWE trajectory of like we have these vignettes and promos and he'll start with these matches and build the character slowly but surely maybe throw in a faction but then sometimes they go swing the complete opposite direction where it's like if you know indie wrestling you know who this person is but if you don't you really don't give a fuck and we're not really gonna tell you who the fuck they are like we're just gonna like how you said like Zoe Stark just like you she is important, but like we're just gonna tell you she's important. You just have to like believe it or go do your own research. But we're not really gonna like show you. Like that's one thing I was saying about like AEW, how they get into like the records or the history of this wrestler. Like talk about like even with the Jack Hager thing, it was dumb to show those clips. But they had clips of him doing other things. Be like, no, 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 he can really fight. Let me show you. Whereas with like Carmelo and like Zoe and a lot of these other indie guys, even with Koshida to a certain extent, it's like. No, this guy was a really big deal, bro. Believe me. Believe, it's believe. Like, oh, trust, trust me, bro. <laughs> trust me, bro. I'm telling <laughs> you. It's like okay, but like I don't, I don't watch fucking New Japan. I don't know. Like, so you have to really like, yeah. you know, spoof. Especially now that it's on USA and it's on like 
during like prime time it's not on the network where i think it was easier to be more niche because like if you're, you have the WWE network you probably do watch or at least follow with some of this ring of honor and you know others tna stuff so like that means more to you but like if you don't um it's like harder to keep up with yeah um so best luck to carmelo hayes i do like i like him um adam cole obviously wins the match good match uh it looks like adam cole and oh it could be adam and cole and kyle at a great american yeah. bash in two weeks I know, like, they don't want to, and I, like, you know what, stay down in Florida, be happy, live your life, but I do feel sometimes, like, there is a logjam of some of these, like, older NXT guys, and, like, I just wish one of them would come up and, like, kind of burst the bubble, like, with Gargano, Cole, Ciampa, Dunn, it's, like, I, I just feel like right now they're kind of all in the same main events price, and you can't really do much else with them but have them fight each other, which is interesting. They're going to have the matches, but, like, I do just want to see them face different people. Like, I would like to see Pete Dunn on SmackDown, like, dealing with that kind of stuff i just think he would be interested. he's clearly ready but i just wish they could have like different opponents at this point yeah um i thought it was gonna be roderick strong but by the end of the episode clearly not diamond, diamond we're we, we, we gonna get to that, we gonna get to that. <laughs> but uh yeah um my fear with uh, johnny gargano ever getting called up is that I, t- I, I think i talked about it on the spaces a couple of days ago like yeah. you remember when they were uh, him and champa were on that episode of smackdown and they Mad were small. they were standing next to the bar and the bar made like small. children. <laughs> Mad small dog. And I was like, I, I got you want me to take these guys serious? I, I I guarantee you, Vince saw that and said, "Fuck no, I ain't bringing these yeah. niggas up, bro." Vince saw that and said, "Hell no." It was like if Seamus bro kicks him, he might die. <laughs> he like, might he die. Might kill him, dog. <laughs> he might punch a hole through his chest, dog. I'm I'm pretty good about like dispending like you know belief. And I yeah. was like, yeah, no, it doesn't even look, the optics don't even look good in this situation. Yeah. Like, because also, like, it's funny because, like, with someone like Finn Balor, Finn Balor is like small, but he's like super cut. Yeah. Whereas, like, Champo is cut, but has these tiny legs. And then Gargano is just looks like a 12 year old. So it's like they don't even look old and like scary. They look like yeah. some kids. <laughs> and, like, and I think Balor, at least he's a little bit taller, I think. I don't know how tall he is, but Gargano is probably like, probably like five, seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little five, five, eight. I don't think Champo is much taller. No, and I think I've seen Champ in person. I'm 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 six foot. I, I had a couple inches all, all over. <laughs> um, so yeah, the I do agree that the uh, I thought cause initially I thought the um the mid card was pretty jam packed, but it's kind of shifted yeah. out a little bit. There's still a lot of guys doing nothing. It's funny because I was asking where the hell Tyler Russ has been, but once again, <laughs> we, we gonna get to that. But like, there's a couple guys that are like, what are these guys doing? But yeah. I feel like the mid card they kind of figured it out. And kind of spread shit out. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like, yeah, the main event's kind of just like, yeah. what's Pete Dunn do now? Yeah. Right, exactly. He's gonna get beat up by Walter again, like yeah. yeah. Or like, what's um, what's Kyle O'Reilly do after this? Like, what, like, because I, because yeah. also like we're talking about with the cruiserweights. I'm sure those cruiserweights, some of them will fill out the big cards. So it's like, is Kyle O'Reilly gonna face Bronson Reed? Like, is he gonna try and guard the cruiserweight? Like, where are we going with Kyle O'Reilly? A lot of questions that me, me, me and Cyrus often ask with NXT. Like, okay, where, what now? Yeah. What now with these guys? Because they got a lot of – they have so many people. They need to let some people up. Like, let some, them, let some of them I, – I keep saying every week, let some of these women go, man. You don't need to hoard – like, Triple H, you don't need EO. to hoard all these women. Yeah, EO can go. EO can go. Tegan Knox can go. Tony Storm can go. Tony Storm can go. Like, you got people that can, like, look, get them out of here. 
That, hell, I think Kaylee Ray might end up on NXT America soon. Yeah. She That's what's every, crazy. She, she did everything in UK at this point. There's nothing else she can do down there. Yeah, there's the NXT UK people where it's like, oh, yeah, eventually, like, Walter is probably going to come over. Like, at some point, they're going to want Walter over here. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think about. We'll see about Walter because his whole thing for not signing was that he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to live in America in the first place. So, but we'll sure. see. You know what I mean? Money the, Saudi, the Saudi princes, man, be <laughs> talking. Right. They, hey, they said the same thing about HBK. <laughs> but the that, bag that, was that talking. Bag, that bag was talking. Yeah, <laughs> the bag was yelling, man. That uh, uh, let's see. But uh, outside of that, what else happened? Let's see. Robert Stone Brand versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. <laughs> so the match was whatever. It was fine. It was a great way to bring uh, Io back on onto the show into the division. But more important was you know the post match, which involved uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel clearly upset that they had just lost their belts. Uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And then Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, who I guess are now a team, at least for the for the time being. Um, all they all they all want the tag belts, and it looks like next week it's gonna be a triple threat match between those three teams. What I think is gonna be a banger. I'm assuming that'll probably be the yep. main event. That's gonna be a hell of a match. Um, yep. Shots gonna kill herself. She's gonna do some wild course, shit. I already know. Of course, already, <laughs> sacrifice the body. Sacrifice the body. For us. Um, the women's tag team division is, I'll say this much, it's going a lot better than um the main rosters. You're not a Mandy uh, Dana fan? That's not that's not doing it for you? I do like the sexy muscle friends, actually. I, <laughs> I, like, that. I like that team, actually. I ain't going to hold you. Um, I like that. I wish it would go by that name. That's that's the name I'm calling them. I don't care. It's funnier. Them. It's just lean into that's it. A, that's that's exactly a great name. Are. Sexy <laughs> muscle friend. That was a, a, Oscar's a genius. That was a perfect name for them. Um. What do you think about the I, tag division? What's going on? I like, obviously, I like the wrestlers. Like, these are all unquestionably good wrestlers. And the thing, I think what the next step for the women's tag division is you have to start having women that come up purely as tag teams because it does get a bit kind of odd when every single tag team is really just two solo competitors put together. Like, that was one of the things about the Iconics that was nice was, like, they were a tag team. Like, that yeah, was what down. they were. Like, the Riot Squad, on some level, was always a tag team or a fact. Like, they were always together. When, and they, so when, was they, like, when they were on the main roster, they came in as a team. Yeah. So, yeah. it was cohesive at first, at least. And so, I think that is the next thing in the tag divisions. That, like, you're going to have good matches. It's going to be interesting. Like, the feud will be fine. But, like, I think what helps tag teams is, like, the kind of togetherness of their story. Like, with MSK, like, part of their, like, appeal is that they are a tag team. They came in together. Their gear matches. Their entrances are together. They have, like tag team movesets like the fear of them just randomly not being a tag team anymore isn't there because that happens a lot of times too where it's like these random people just stop being friends after a couple weeks so well i think that's kind of the next step to be fair raquel and and dakota have been a team for a long time as have loki ember and uh shotty been a team for a minute too it's been at least six months but i do i do understand what you're saying because you know obviously eventually shotty and ember are going to split right same thing with Raquel and Dakota. It's only a matter of time for somebody. Hopefully to sooner. Somebody. Hopefully sooner. Rationally. Think so? hey, I think not, Dakota needs to no I think Dakota needs to go to SmackDown, which I've been saying for like a year now. She needs to go to SmackDown. True. She needs to get out of here. Yeah. Another one. She's yeah. another one that can go. Um, yeah. Unless they're gonna, unless they're going to give her the main belt. Don't don't waste her time. Just send send her to SmackDown, bro. Um, Please. Because <clears throat> what the hell Bailey about to do? <laughs> 
wrestle Carmelo after because <laughs> that seems to happen once every three weeks. Uh, I guess. <laughs> um. Oh, I lost my page. What's next on the docket? Uh, the, the way, way against Pete Dunn and uh, Oni Lurkin. I this was, I think this was the no, it wasn't the match of the night, but uh, second best. Really it was a good. I was a really good. It was a really impressive match. I love that little spot uh, Austin Theory does with a little like springboard, little stupid Spanish fly, which I hate that move yeah. in general. But I do. I, I thought it was a little cool little move. It's the second time he's done it. Gargano <laughs> went crazy this match. This is like baby. This, this was like Johnny DIY. Wrestling. This was DIY Gargano. This is Johnny wrestling. Yeah. This was this uh, Rebel Heart. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a Rebel Heart Johnny. It, it seemed like low key because I, I tweeted it. I was like. NXT loves doing heel versus heel matches for some weird reason. They love doing it. They do it all the time. Yeah. And it, it's so weird. But, like, it seemed like they were kind of, like, baby-facing a little, way, yeah. little bit. A, li- a little bit. Not all the yep. way. But, like, they were like, damn, we need somebody to wrestle across. We can have Gargano do it. And <laughs> but they probably figured, look, if we put him against Cross, they're going to cheer Gargano regardless. So we might as well just, like, you know, at least – Kind of baby face them up a little yeah, build it up. Yeah, build it up. Cause especially because they're conversant, they're gonna boo carry. So yeah, like yeah, you so might as well fans. lean into it, have it be pure like white meat, baby face, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. Also, I think with the Austin kind of saying the Austin theory element does like interesting, like he's definitely not a great talker yet, but he's like super athletic and like he can like work. I think like you could have some interesting spots with like him and carrying, like just kind of outside the ring type shit. So and also like I don't know. Does Scarlett still wrestle? Does she do that anymore? I think she, like since I've seen her, I think she's taken like one bump. <laughs> okay, as I was saying. So I would say you could have Candice and her, kind of like you had when you had Andrade and Donnie. You had like this Lena Vega, Candice stuff too. Like yeah. you could have something similar to that that could be kind of interesting. So I definitely think it's got a nice, you know, couple months storyline potential to it. But again, like we were saying, like honestly, carrying more than Johnny probably needs to be on the main roster so like i don't know if they're gonna have him just give up the title because he's unwanted or how they're gonna get off him if johnny will like you know beat him somehow but i do think that is kind of where we're going it's definitely like a a, a long a long feud with johnny and carrie inevitably ending up with you know carrie and making johnny fall asleep somewhere crossing and embarrassed out there in that ring you wrestling gargano look can't lace that man's boots come on bro <laughs> You hate it, but that's just the, that's uh, what the the belt says. That Karen's champion, so you have to respect yeah, that him. guy. You got a guy. He's that guy. Let's see. And uh, our main event of the night: Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly. See, this is what you were talking about. I was like, they didn't really speak on Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida's head. They kind of did. But it was very brief. Yeah, yeah. It was like for like a second. Like these guys got all the fucking history in the world. Which I think they could have built on, but it was one of those like, hey, if you know, you know, but if you don't know, then you don't know. Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, because it was also like they made a very clear point of being like, this is not for the title. This is important for another reason. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to tell you what that other reason is. It's like, yeah. well, what is it? It's like, this is a dream match. It's like, who's dream? I've never dreamed of this match. Right? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I already saw, I've seen this at Wrestle Kingdom already. Yeah, it's we... already happened. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, great. I mean, it's what you expect from Kyle Bang. O'Reilly yeah. and Kushida. They're gonna they they these guys know each other so well. They're both fantastic in the ring. I have noticed that uh, NXT's really been pushing the kind of like the technical guys like hard. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of super technical wrestling going on at NXT. 
I don't know if that's what they're kind of going for now or, or what. Because it's very it much like, it's very much the opposite of what AEW does. AEW goes full on entertainment. Yeah. Inter- full on entertainment. Much shit they can throw in there. And then NXT come more like definitely they they kind of going back to the kind of old school kind of ways. Yeah. The old school kind of booking. I think NXT goes through almost like not thematic changes, but like there's like times in the roster, like you said, it's very technical heavy. There's times in the roster is very like you know, more so like these bigger, large life characters. Like there was a run where it was like Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre. So it's like yeah. they go through these kind of runs where it's like different kind of what they want for the roster. looks different. The roster is like leans heavier heel, leans heavier baby face. Like it definitely seems like as a roster, things will kind of shift one way or the other. So maybe like you said, that is where they're going. Even like we're saying, you know, at the end of this with the whole diamond mine thing, that seems like that's that whole gimmick too is yeah. like we're technical fighters a bunch, a bunch type of guys. guys. They got yeah. Thatcher and Champ are going against MSK. So like they're definitely, there's a theme going on. Uh, but I, we can, I, get, I, we can get in it. We can get in the diamond mine. The, uh, in the match, you know, Kushida's in the ring doing whatever. And then I don't know okay. where because Adam Cole Adam Cole jumps uh, Roderick Strong. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So he, they 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 go they fight to the outside, and then we get to you know we see Roddy a in, in the hood, the hooded, hooded Roddy, and I was scared. Like me and Cyrus generally thought, like, yo, did he actually retire? Is he done? Because I mean, <laughs> he's been wrestling for a long time. Maybe he like maybe he got like a little back, like a backstage role or something like that. But it was all I look. You would have asked me a bajillion times what Diamond Mine was. I wouldn't. I, the Roddy wouldn't even cross my mind, which is crazy because it, it makes sense. Yeah. Now that I see it, <laughs> with with Malcolm Bivens too, of all people, it's like wow. Yeah. I, it was right there. It's crazy. It was right there, and I didn't me, see it. Dog, me and Cyrus literally just was just talking about this like two weeks ago. Like, where the hell has Malcolm Bivens been? Like, where's Rustin yeah. Bivens at? And then there they go. They're right there. I don't know who the other guy was. Do you know who the other guy was the East Asian guy? Yeah, no. I don't know who that guy was, but because they haven't really like the only East Asian males they've had really, by not are Kushida and Bo. Like I can't even think of anyone who's been on TV besides those two who I could even like even as like a job. I can't even think of them. So I don't know. I'm sure they'll do some like intro thing next week about it. Hopefully, shout, shout out to shout out to Boa for finally getting a match. Next hey, week. Jake Atlas, Pride about, Month. We're here. Team Pride. <laughs> that's, team, that's Team Pride right there. Yeah, we're here. Um, yeah, but man, I'm happy to see Roddy back. Yeah. Looks good. I'm happy he got some rest. Um, it is funny I'm how like he came back with now he's leading his own faction. Like he was like the fourth on Totem Pole. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm Adam Cole now. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna show you guys. I'm that dude now. Look, this is speaking of fourth guy in uh, this beer. Where the hell is Bobby Fish at? Now Bobby but, Fish might really be retired. <laughs> nah, he, I mean, retired. he was on TV. He was he punching a punching bag deal last week. But I mean, outside of that, what, what do they do? With, like the, the, another question of what do they do with this guy? What is Bobby Fish about to do? And do we care? Bobby Fish is about to help Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole, and they're gonna become a tag team again, and they'll go be do what they do best. Uh, like that's. I don't. I don't think they have any plans for Bobby Fish. Even when he was in Undisputed Era, he was like just like the least interesting one. He was the only he wasn't there half the time. <laughs> yeah, he was hurt a lot. So I think that I don't see him doing anything with Biden. So I think he'll get get back. Maybe he'll get back with Adam with one of them. Maybe he'll join Diamond Mine. Maybe we'll get Diamond Mine versus Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and you know Bobby Fish in an undisputed era reunion. Well I mean it looks like well from what it looks like it looks like Roddy wants that cruiserweight belt, which is, is interesting. 
it kind of it, it, it kind of adds into what we're what, uh, the fightful article was talking about. Look, yeah. they said they got big surprises and big angles for the cruiserweight division. There you go. You, you can't get much bigger than that. I mean, yeah. if you see that Roddy, you're gonna have a fucking if that match happens. That's gonna go crazy, bro. I, I don't like. I don't know if you know this, but like, Roderick Strong is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I've been a, I've been a fan of Roderick Strong since like Generation Next back in ROH. Like, I've been rocking with, with uh, Roderick Strong for a long time. Uh, last Ring of Honor show I went to, I forgot what show it was. I just remember it was him versus Joe. Fantastic. I, I wish I could remember the damn name of the show. It was like I think it might have been Glory by Honor. I don't remember. The ring of honor names be so ridiculous. It was it Road was like to the honor. Like yeah, what? it was some, some dumb shit. But it was like I think it was 2007. I was definitely still in high school. And uh, yeah, man, I've been a big Roderick Strong fan. Well, I remember I used to have the uh, the No Remorse Corpse, which is like a group he was in like way back. I used to have the T-shirt. That shit went hard. Damn. But yeah, man, like <laughs> I've been a big fan of Roderick Strong for a long time. So any kind of push he gets, I'm all in. You're here for? I'm here for it, man. But um, quick, nice. real quick, real quick. The uh, Great American Bash card is picking up, shaping up. We got a couple of matches announced. Uh, Thatcher and Champa versus MSK for the Tag Team Championships. Banger. Do you, do you like do two, to keep, keep it on two, uh, MSK? Yeah, two very here? different styles. I think MSK and then we'll probably keep it. I wouldn't be surprised if MSK does eventually lose it to Champa and Thatcher. I just don't think it'll be in their first match together. I could see them having like some type of steel cage match, something with like a stip and then losing in like that type of match. Like I think like Champa and Thatcher are like, in my opinion, two of like the most interesting people in, in all of NXT, especially Thatcher. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is my personal opinion, if Thatcher takes the title off Walter, like eventually if that's where that mm. goes. But I think Thatcher's like massive. Like I, I like the way people feel about Matt Riddle. That's how I feel about Thatcher. And so I, I do think he could definitely, they could definitely get titled off him. You know, who my guy is in uh, NXT. That thing Ooh. is uh, highly underrated. Uh, Zach Gibson. I think Zach Gibson is so yeah. good. Results, <laughs> young veterans, soon. That, that shit is hard, bro. Right? <laughs> so, so hard. No, I, I, I love Zach Gibson, man. I, I, yeah. I didn't know anything about him until um, until he signed on. To the UK, Yo, me neither. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew he was hated and taking the shoe off. I was like, yeah, I fuck with this guy already. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what he did to the UK fans to hate him that much, but any, any look, I ain't never hated a nigga. That, I ain't never hated a nigga that much. But I took my shoe off at him. <laughs> that's a heel. That's, that's, that's a heel crazy. That's literally a heel. It's heat. Uh, <laughs> what else happened? Those more quick hits. Let's see. Uh, uh. Frankie Monet versus Electra. Shout out to Electra Lopez. I don't know who that was. But- hey, man. Hey. Hey. Look. It's on lie. First of all, her name. And that was like any 2000s, like straight to DVD movie and like the main lead <laughs> woman, her name would be Electra Lopez. That definitely would be her fucking name. Yep. Um, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really remember anything about this match. I think I was like making some food or something, but it was I- a. Yeah, it was, it was like kind of squashy, Jason. Yeah. Like it was a little longer, but it was just to make Frankie Monet look good. Yeah. Um, how do you feel Blame about Frankie Monet? What did what did they do with her? I this is like very problematic of me, but I oh, do have like an automatic aversion to like the buff blonde that Vince promotes. But I do think Frankie Monet is different, so I I am wanting to give her a shot. But my initial response is like, 
another Natalia. Like, we really gonna do this again? Like, oh my goodness. But I do like her moveset. I do like the powerhouse woman moveset. Like, I like how she wrestles. So I think that's a good, you know, variation to add to the women's division. I think, like, she can definitely be champion. I mean, I, I don't know what the whole thing with, like, Morrison, if they, she wants to be on Ross and Riley. Like, I don't know, like, how that... Because I don't like to keep couples together. So I don't know how that's going to work once Tori and shit starts. But I thought it was weird that... uh he didn't go straight to Raw, regard like in the beginning. I thought that was just gonna be. Yeah, I, I thought that was very interesting that they just turned to the NXT. Maybe it's by choice. Maybe she wanted, it, like requested it, but like, yeah, she definitely gets more shine on NXT. Like she'll definitely like, on Raw. Like it would be hard for her to get like time, especially because they have like Alexa Bliss. They have the tag team titles and the women's Raw titles. So like, they got Charlotte. You know, what I mean, yeah. Charlotte is her own. Possibly <laughs> Becky coming back. Like they got a lot of stuff going on on Raw. So. Yeah, she might want to duck it for a while. Not yeah, dumb. There's a lot of because yeah, yeah, you might not get a lot of time sitting over there. Um, and outside of that, like we already stated, Tian Shah, uh, Boa, and Zia Lee will wrestle uh, Jake Atlas and C- Connecticut Zone, Mercedes <laughs> Martinez. Rugged um, and rugged, you know what I mean? So, I love Tian Shah. I think like that gimmick, that entrance is so cool to me. Like, I love all that. Like, I, I love, I want to be entertained. I love all the like monster, like warrior lifestyle shit. So like, I'm so into this. I'm so excited. I want to see her like, like force throw Martinez off the top of the performance center. Like I want, I want like death by a thousand cuts. Like I really want this to go like <laughs> vicious. So like, I'm, I'm here for whatever they're about to do. Yeah. I, it's cool. Cause like, you know, NXT doesn't usually do stuff like that. So it definitely stands out. And like they kind of yeah. did it with Karrion Cross initially, like it kind of felt they gave it up. Yeah, they're like, nah, let's not do that. Which they probably should have. Nah. I might be more interested in them if they just kept it that way. But um, they tried to do that. Alistair Black too. They would do the thing with the lights where they would cut on and he would be there. Yeah, the teleport joint. Like, that was yeah, fire. Like, I like that. I like that. They kept no, doing it was good. But that was fire. They yeah. were like, no, he's not actually of the devil. He's from New Zealand. It's like okay, <laughs> but like it was kind of cool when I thought he was kind of like of the devil. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Someone said, "Cut that out. We ain't doing that." But uh. <laughs> That's it for tonight, man. Uh, Channing, I just, thank you for showing up. Thank you for having me. Come back anytime. You already know y'all family, everybody. Anybody from Rewriters Room want to pull up? Definitely. You're welcome to come. This is it for me. My name is Quan again. You can follow me at the comeback spot. Channing, go ahead and plug whatever you got to plug, bro. Uh, Rewriters Room, as always. Uh, same thing on Instagram, Twitter, at Grandpa Chan. AKA McDreamy. Uh, follow me. I tweet about wrestling, The Bachelor, all things entertainment. Uh, we have a good time. But these are all jokes. It's not serious. I need to get on The Bachelor. I'm going to watch the last season. This season, this season is straight because it's like they went for the more like normal girl route, but it's 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 picking up. The drama's starting to pick up. Okay. Right. I got to get on that. My my, uh, my reality show choice is, is the challenge. I'm a big challenge. Oh, fan. I love the challenge. I'm all in. Oh, we got to talk about CT little. did it again, man. He did it again. My guy, man. <laughs> my God. The GOAT did it again. That's, That's my guy, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah. Thank you again for coming in, man. I appreciate no it. No problem. Uh, That's fun. Look, look out for me and Cyrus next week. We got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about his trip, his birthday, what's going on. Um, we got two episodes of. Dynamite, we got to watch. We got NXT. Uh, what's going on the Patreon? I don't even know. Uh, you know what's going on? 
Uh, invasion Meals, Diaries. Meals, Meals, Invasion Diaries. I love that. You know, my favorite part is just just talking about what's going on at the time, like the pop culture. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. It's so it's so much fun just like reminiscing on that because like that was the time where I like 2000, 2001 is when I, I really first got into wrestling. So like, yeah, that's like it's, that's my I, favorite storyline. Yeah, that's my, my favorite, favorite stuff. Like, I probably if I watch it now, I probably wouldn't feel that way. But like at the time when I was you know, 11 years old, I thought this I legitimately like, thought like, oh, like WWE might die tomorrow. Like yeah, if I they lose like, this, this match, the yeah, this, is, this is over. <laughs> With Stone Cold turn, no, when, when I when I woke up that morning, I found out Stone Cold turn on the on the on the WWF. I was like, I was heartbroken. I like, I can't he, believe he did that. Why would he do <laughs> us like this? Turn like on everything Vince has done for him. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, man. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, man, check out Patreon. We got spot callers. Rewriters room come. Are, are you allowed to say what's what's coming up next or not? Are we keeping that. Oh no, we got stuff right? coming down the pipe. Yeah, we're coming back. The police is coming already. I, I brought the wrong word. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just be on the lookout. We got a lot of stuff going on. Shout out to the lookout. Go follow the lookout too. <laughs> the lookout <laughs> podcast. They, I think they got the Kame House coming out. They got talking about nope. uh, what the hell they talking about. I don't even remember. <laughs> I think they're doing like JoJo Bizarre Adventure. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're doing something. No, they're doing Cowboy Bebop. That's what they're doing. Oh, cool. So I never watched it. All my friends did when I was a kid, but that's another that's another story for another time. Y'all have a great day, night, whenever y'all listen to this, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Peace. Oh, I got a Funny thing in this biz, they said we wouldn't stand a chance. The last ones that felt that way, woke they ass up in the ambulance. Uh, head makers head, and you know we mean business. All up in your face, seeing your grill like a dentist. Who Frank Bree, we a menace like Dennis. Got more bars than a lifetime sentence. Yeah, we old school, some people say vintage. On the beat float like the city named Venice. Oh, you wanna start running your mouth? Beat them up, knock them out, top them out, pin them.